Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 110. And my friends, if you're a tech coach out there and you're looking to become a leader in your district, this is the show for you. I have two great podcasters and tech coaches on. And today we're going to be talking about the three ways for coaches to take on leadership roles in their school districts. Guys, it is almost October, and I hope you guys are having a great time in your districts. Hope you're settling in. I know in our district, we are uh, we're, we're settling in, and I want to bring on my not my my amazing co-host as always, Miss Susan Vincent. Susan, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Great, great to be here. Another great week almost behind us as it, we approach Friday of this week. It is a great week. I, I, I you know. I had a, such a, an amazing week as a tech coach. I had an amazing week leading our tech coaches. Can I brag about one thing? I don't know if I got a chance to say this last week on the show, but I, I kind of have some goals for my tech coaches. One of those goals is to invite all of them to learn about the MIE, Microsoft Innovation Innovative Educators Program. We actually had one of our tech coaches this week earn her MIE trainer badge. Awesome. I am so happy. I honestly, I honestly don't even know if I mentioned that last week, but I am so proud of her. Um, I don't even know if she listens or not. That's okay. But the point is, I am so proud of the group that we have and the great tech coaches that we have together today. Jen, uh, Jen that's my wife. Susan, what is your win for this week? Uh, my win for this week, um, I got to go in some classrooms finally this week. Nice. Well, all of the hustle and bustle of the beginning of the year going back face to face as well as online. We've got some of both. I got to go into a fourth grade classroom and they just asked me to come in um, to just to do a little 30 minute Chromebook refresher with those kids. So, you know, in the event that we have to go home and stay there for a few weeks, you know, they just needed that refresher. And then the teacher afterwards, uh, she emailed me, thanked me for coming, thanked me, thanked me for using my time. And her comment was, is now I can look at them and truly say, ask three before me. You know, that's the big thing in elementary school of ask three before me. So I, she says, I can truly say that now. I love that. You know, I, I'm now two weeks into my new position. I actually got a chance to go through three different buildings of ours. And, you know, elementary, middle school, had a chance to see things, had a chance to kind of open up my eyes to to some of the things that were going on, seeing how people yes. were using apps like Flipgrid and, 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 and you know, just, just seeing what, what, what this looks like here and really starting to take that listening tour, right? And I, even, awesome. you know, we're, we're still new, we're still getting into this, but for tech coaches, that listening tour is important. It's important for teachers to be you know, getting their opinions out, their views out. And it's also important for tech coaches to have that listening tour with your building administrators. Yeah. And 
it's not just tech coaches, right? It's anybody who's out there trying to lead other people. We need to be on the same page. We need to be knowing what not only the next step is, but those three, four, and five steps are. And I want to bring on somebody today who's very special to not only TeacherCast, but also to some of the things that I'm working on in my district. He's a good friend. He's been on the show before, has a fantastic podcast called Leader of Learning. I want to bring on my good friend, Dan Krinas. Dan, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. Welcome I'm good. Back. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me back. Um, you know, I, I appreciate the the term special there. You know, I, if you don't know, listeners and Susan, Jeff and I work in the same district now. And um, I, I think it's, it's obvious that we're both like minded when it comes to, as Jeff mentioned already before, those goals that we have. And, and I will say that I agree. When, when he says we're two weeks in and, and it's getting smoother and smoother, I think, by the day in terms of the instruction and how to really do it and do it well in a hybrid model. My win for the week actually is that we in uh, in one of our departments, we hired a brand new teacher who's new to the classroom. This is her full, first full time teaching gig days, not weeks, but days before entering into this, quote unquote, new normal. And uh, I observed an amazing lesson that she ran just today where she finally was doing a, a Google Meet to, to have all students, both in person and at home, connected and engaged at the same time uh, and, and bringing in aspects of the ELA curriculum at the same time. So it was like a really great blend of the technology and, and student engagement and also with the curriculum. And, and, it, and it really was symbolic for me in a way that like we are finally getting there, wherever there is. But, you know, like it's, it's all coming together. You know, Dan, you mentioned this term new normal. I think we've all heard this before, but I know you and Sue, um, you guys have actually been in more classrooms than I have because I've been more doing the, the more the, the district admin stuff over the last couple of weeks. But are you finding that that teachers who are literally right out of college, this is their first experience, this is isn't the new normal. This is just how teaching is. And I'm curious to see what your thoughts are on, you know, younger teachers who are just adapting and running and not younger teachers. I'll say the politically correct term, not younger teachers who are, you know, it, it, it is different. You know, I I could do a whole nother podcast on this and I have, but, uh, you know, I, I've done a lot of research into growth mindset and also uh, teacher resistance, resisting, resisting change. And it, research does show that veteran teachers are much more resistant than, you know, rookie teachers excuse me, rookie teachers or or newer teachers to the classroom um, for, for lots of different reasons. I, I do agree uh, in the sense that newer teachers are probably more prepared to handle some of these things than the veteran teachers. And, and I guess getting back to the tech coaching piece, um, they get tripped up a lot with the technology. You know, it's, it's pretty evident and obvious, I guess, to and I, and I don't mean to offend uh, veteran teachers here because some are, are, are really they have that growth mindset and they're, they're really uh, willing to learn and, and learn quickly. But um, in my opinion, in my honest opinion, uh, it is a generational thing where the younger teachers are coming in at least maybe not better equipped, but, uh, but more willing to, uh, to give it a go. Well, Dan, it's been great having you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. 
just so turned off your... all the all the educators over the age of 45 no I'm, just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you use that number so Maybe what, I need what, to leave. <laughs> what what what's your thoughts on all of this stuff i mean i know you get a chance to be in these different classrooms are, are you seeing the teachers who and i wasn't even looking at that from a tech point of view i'm just saying the fact of you know, if you have been teaching third grade for 15 years, you know how to teach third grade. If you've been teaching third grade maybe for two or three years, tech aside, you're still trying to figure out how to give the lesson. This is just one more way that you now know how to give a lesson. Absolutely. And I do see that with um, several of our teachers who we've just hired for this school year, fresh out of college, and it's their first job. They don't know any different. Yes, they've observed. Yes, they've student taught. Well, you know, a lot of these people student taught back in the spring when the new normal was coming about. So, you know, in a lot of senses, you're right, Jeff, they don't know any different. And in fact, they're adapting fairly well just because, you know, here's your list of protocols. Here's your list of new safety procedures that you have to follow. You know, they don't know how to do anything any different in a certain building that has certain protocols. So, so this is their new list and they're going with it. So circling around to tech coaches here, you know, I wanted to talk today a little bit about leadership roles because leadership roles does not necessarily mean principal, assistant principal. It really just means finding a way to step up, whether that be in your department, in a building, in a district, in a in a in a group of buildings, and really trying to figure things out. Now Dan, you've got an interesting concept here about things that a tech coach or any I know you're you're not a tech coach by trade, you're a literacy coach, but it's all the same kind of idea here. What can a coach do to take a leadership role in their district, in their building? You know, uh, on a personal level, I, I think that this advice gets back to kind of how I launched myself into coaching for the first time or at least full-time coaching in, in a school. Um, going back a handful of years now, I, I came in with a lot of knowledge and a lot of that willingness that I've already talked about to learn technologies. And the more and more I, I learned and was able to help support other teachers with technology platforms in my, in my building, then I, I kind of got on the radar of my school and district administrators to say, oh, we, we need to get this guy in a role where he can actually do this full time. And I'm not saying that uh, to pat myself on the back necessarily. What I, what I mean by that is if you are, are at a point, whether you have the tech coach title or not, to feel, you know, I, I felt like, not literally, but there was a, a time in my career where I felt that switch or that shift from really being so focused on supporting the student learners or the, or the kid learners to sort of more of the adult learners. And, and I would say to anyone, whether you have the title or the role or not, um, if you have that passion for supporting and coaching other colleagues and, and other adults in the building, I think that is, is really where to start in terms of leadership. Um, you know, take a, a tool that you know, take a strategy that you do well and help other people out with it, especially during these times. I honestly, as much as we've already even used it and I hate the term, I'm just going to keep throwing it out there like the new normal is not normal for anyone, whether we already talked about, you know, veteran versus uh, newer teachers. 
it doesn't matter how many years you've been in education. It's new for everybody. So uh, start helping people out, I would say, is, is really first and foremost how to step up into that kind of leadership role. And tagging and supporting what Dan is saying, that's where we, as some of us being veteran tech coaches, need to step in and help build that capacity with those teachers who don't have that coach title, whether it be instructional or tech, tech coach, building that capacity and encourage them to step up into those leadership roles. That's where we can come in and, you know, we can't be at four, five, seven, 10, 12 campuses at the same time. And Dan, you're suggesting that it's best if you do that when you're younger than 45. Is that, <laughs> is that, is that what you're trying to say here? Yeah, I guess so. No, I, I, but also what I did want to say, that was a great point that Susan just made uh, in terms of in terms of building capacity in others. You notice how quickly I got off of that. Um, one of the things that we're actually working on right now at my school, and, and this may have to do a little bit with the fact that right now during COVID, you can't bring uh, ex, you know outside visitors or consultants or trainers to, to buildings. Um, we're really going to start trying to tap into our teacher experts uh you know so it's not just one or two coaches on on my campus who are leading a majority of the the trainings and and the professional developments but really noticing and and finding and drawing attention to those classroom teachers who are in the trenches at ground zero whatever you want to call it right now doing what they need to be doing in the classroom and um and getting them to step up in, in terms of uh, actual, you know, more official professional development. So maybe even more than just supporting and helping out colleagues, but more officially leading those trainings. Absolutely. And that's worked well for us the past just year, right before we went out for um, remote learning last year before the pandemic hit, we had had a, a professional development back in February where we tapped into our teachers and they led the whole day. It was teachers presenting to teachers. And I think that was very well received and much appreciated because sometimes, you know, we as tech coaches or instructional coaches can stand up there and talk about Google Slides till we're blue in the face, but until they hear it from their peer down the hallway, it doesn't mean much. You know, one of the things that I'm very aware of now that I'm in this position is the fact that you're always being watched. And, you know, I've said, I've said this for years and years, every handshake is a job interview. Every tweet is a job interview. Every, everything that you, every interaction is a job interview. You, you got to think that school districts out there are looking around going, Hey, we're going to need more coaches. We're going to need more support who's stepping up right now and who's showing interest and, and who's out the door at two 30, you know, and not sticking around and who's showing up late and all those different things. I mean, you know, if you want to start talking about taking leadership roles, it is what Dan's talking about. Just step up, help out, do things. doesn't matter if you're a, a, you know, any kind of a coach, a teacher or anything, this is the time. I mean, one of the things that I'm, I'm sharing with our coaches is that whole concept of one band, one sound. We're all in this together. We're all pushing forward. And, and you know, Sue, how, how do you handle that? You've got a few tech coaches in your building, but you've got multiple campuses. Yeah, actually, there's two tech coaches um, for four campuses. So myself and my coworker. So, you know, we um, have worked hard in um, – the this is our third year at our campus myself and my coworker, and we've worked hard to build that capacity now we know you know if i'm not at the indiana campus that day 
and someone emails me with a problem, I can ask so-and-so, can you walk down the hall and check on teacher B down here who's asking how to make her Screencastify work? And, um, you know, it's so nice to have um, those other teachers that I can depend on who, you know, eventually might be groomed to become a coach in the next few years. So the question I want to bring up is how do we do that? How do we start to step up? One of the things that I like to do as I'm walking into a building, getting to know somebody is I always try to find those office workers and, and I just kind of start to scan and I kind of scan their bookmarks. I kind of scan their desktop. I kind of see where they are. You know, are, are, are the people who are running the building digitally efficient, Right. And of course, you never want to walk up to a staff member and say, this is how you do things. But, you know, if you're if you're in a situation where you're working, hi, how you doing? Are, are things, you know, I always try to find a way to see if I can help people become digitally efficient, right? Helping out with that digital organizational piece. Are we doing everything the right way? Are we doing everything to the best of our abilities? Is there a possibility that maybe by organizing your bookmarks into a folder, and then showing them how to open up all those bookmarks from that folder in one spot, maybe that's there. Dan, I know you get around to to different offices. I know in other di in other districts that you've been and you've had the opportunity to work with office staff. What advice do you have for just trying to take that leadership role and help out those office workers that you know that, that those people who are sitting there, they are the ones running the school. How do you help keep the ship running as fast as possible and efficiently as possible? Uh, you know, I think it's it's almost the same. I really did want to make this point. So I think I'll make it here because I, th I think it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, when it comes to coaching, uh, I think of the response to intervention model that we want to see in our classrooms, which is like that tiered intervention system where everybody is on that tier one level. And then when you get to tier two and tier three, that means you're adding more and more supports for in the classroom. You're talking about students who need it more, whether they are, uh, you know, special ed students or, or the English language learners, um, adding more supports to to, you know, scaffold for them. And it, I, I think of coaching a lot the same way, especially tech coaching as well, where Tier one is like, all right, right now, everybody sort of has this overarching uh, goal or, or mission or vision that, that we're trying to get to. And I think right now, uh, let's be honest, it's, it's really just figuring out what instruction needs to look like and what tools we need to use to, to get it to look like that. But then, you know, as you go down by tiers and you add more supports, it could be like, like I was in a classroom today uh, working with a teacher on how to snap a picture of, a, of an image out of a textbook and upload it uh, so that it can be attached as a, as a Google Classroom assignment. Um, something that I think teachers probably should have known how to do, I, I'm just going to be honest right here, in, in the springtime when we went fully remote, but I'm, I'm still having to support teachers like that. So um, I don't know that this addresses your question completely. Let me know if, uh, if it doesn't. But I, I think when you're, when you're dealing with people um, in, in offices or not, different departments, um, just having like that one umbrella sort of goal in mind first and then supporting and scaffolding, uh, you know, sort of like on the on the upswing to just get everybody to sort of rise to the occasion. I don't know if, 
I, I just came up with that all by myself. But uh, you know what I mean? Like to get everybody to get on the same page. Yes. Sue, do you have a chance to do any uh, office training? Um, secretary, I, I don't want to say secretary training, but it really is any office staff. Anybody with a desk could be counselors, could be office staff, could be athletic uh, trainers, anything like that, just to make sure that these departments are running as efficiently as possible. Yes. In fact, that's been a goal of mine since I've been at um, the school I'm at now. And we actually talked more about that as we hit a groove with school starting. We've talked more about that this week and coming up with a plan of um, and we're a Google school. And so getting them Google train and talking about my, right now, I'm working on the draft of how to propose this training for the staff, uh, office staff, because, you know, the finance people, they may or may not need this or that skill. They need to know how to use Google Sheets. They need mm -hmm. to know how to convert things. They need to know formulas. But, you know, HR down the hall, they have to know certain other things, you know, how to use forms, admissions, how to use forms and such as that. So just scaffolding of who needs to know what so I can present it to the leadership staff in, yes, your office staff needs to be Google trained too. That's the big thing with us or Microsoft, what have you. Talked today about ways that we can take leadership roles in your school district. Already talked about just the sheer fact of stepping up, doing something to help out, whether you're in the coaching position or just a teacher looking to become uh, helpful in your building, certainly taking on that. We talked a little bit about helping out your office staff, finding ways to get your office staff, your teachers a little bit more digitally efficient. Before we hit that next one, Sue, I want to remind everybody that every single Wednesday, we have our Tech Coaches Roundtable, and that is a free opportunity opportunity for everybody around the country, really, and actually around the world, because we have a lot of international people that yeah. come to talk all about the world of coaching, talk about how we're going to support each other. And usually we just start off with like a 10 minute, hey, how are you doing? What do you need? How can we support you? Uh, we've had some great meetings over the last few weeks. We've been doing demos of things like Teams and Google Apps and stuff. It, it, we're having a good time. And the best place to do that is by joining our brand new TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network. You can head on over to teachercast.net slash TCN form, fill out our membership application, totally free. Reach out to over hundreds of, we're, we're actually over 200 right now, Sue. Uh, tech coaches all together, and we are building a nice little group. Dan, we've got a lot of great tech coaches here. I know you're in a few different tech coaching groups. What is the value of reaching out to other coaches being a part of a group and, and actually trying to build your own little PLN outside of your district. Honestly, I, this sounds cliche and it sounds like you set me up, but it's, it's everything. Uh, I mentioned before this new normal is not normal for anyone. Uh, and it doesn't matter what role you're in or how many years experience you have under your belt. Um, at this point, we all need to learn from each other. And, uh, you know, it, it for me uh, at, a, at a personal level in the years 2016, 17, as I became more connected, as I got out to more uh, in person, which I know we can't really do these days, but in person ed camps and conferences, uh, but even virtually just getting uh, more connected on social media like Twitter and on Voxer. Um, the more people I met, the more minds I was able to learn from, the more really great ideas I was able to pick up. So um, I, I don't think I'm alone there. I think you can find so many people out there who 
uh, our coaches or not coaches or our administrators or not. And they'll say the same thing. They'll say that getting onto social media and really networking with like-minded individuals who are out there trying to push education forward every single day, sometimes almost even 24 seven, um, it, it really means so much. And, and that group that you guys run with tech coaches is, is an amazing opportunity. Um, but if you're not connected to even something like that, getting onto social media, building up that, that PLN, that PLF, the family of, of supporters that you're going to be able to, uh, to learn from and grow with is amazing. Seriously. The third thing that we want to talk about tonight when it comes to having those leadership roles is a little outside of the box. Talk to us a little bit about your thinking with this one, Sue. So, you know, one way um, in my school system that I've actually kind of gotten myself out there with not just working with teachers, kind of like we were talking about with office staff while ago, is just kind of being the proponent of being there for the other departments as needed. So marketing, uh, public relations, and then being the promoter of digital citizenship. You know, there's things that, you know, we need to make sure. And as the K-12 technology integration specialist that um, my role is, is making sure we're on the same wavelength with technology instruction or instructional technology across the board. So digital citizenship comes under that and just, you know, reminding the importance of that, whether we're face-to-face learning, remote learning, or whenever we're online. And then obviously, too, hand-in-hand with that is the STEM education, just the, the encouragement and taking on that leadership role of, you know, talking about our robotics teams and working with marketing to, you know, promote those. But in another sense, one way that I've kind of gotten, you know, with the administrative leadership is through the marketing department, working with them as a technology integrator um, in this, again, new normal we're not getting to do open houses. You know, we're a private Christian school here in Louisville and we're, we're a large private Christian school here in Louisville. So open house is a huge thing for our admissions departments in the fall, in the fall. So we're doing those virtually. So I was brought into the open house planning team this year as the technology specialist. And, you know, I'm helping now pull off that virtual open house. So that's just gotten, you know, again, not to toot my horn, but gotten me more respect at the administrative level in my school system, which has been great. So step up and, you know, use your talents and your expertise in other areas, not just in instruction. Dan, what's your thoughts on that? I I, I completely agree with what Sue's saying. Make sure that you know what's going on. Make sure that you're using your talents no matter what it is. And again, it's just all like, like you originally just said, step up and help out. Yes. Yeah. And uh, when, when Sue was talking about marketing and PR, and, and I guess this gets back to my social media thing as well, um, just help brand and market your own classroom if you're in the classroom, your department if you're like me, a, de- a department uh, coach, if you're a tech coach for an entire school or district, um, share and really promote and, and brand those amazing things that that people are doing out there um and and even if they're not amazing yet but they're getting there soon right they're on their way share that out too you know that that teacher that that i talked about before who did an amazing job in my mind of blending the the technology and the engagement with the curriculum today i'm like 
I, I shared that out with the department. I mean, it was in a private email, let's say, to just uh, just that department. But I really wanted to make a big deal out of it. And I was very intentional. And so um, I, I guess having said that, um, when we talk about stepping up, it's also understanding um, what the what the school, what the district, what the department is trying to achieve, and and really finding ways not just to involve yourself in it, but to really highlight it and brand it in such a way where you want people to notice. You know, I I got to a a school at one point, and and this was when I was starting to uh, you know build up my own kind of reputation and build that personal learning network that we talked about, and I basically said to them. Uh, this was when I became an, a, a, for, a full-time instructional coach for the first time. I said to them, I want to help put this school and this district on the map. And, and I don't know that I did, but at least that's the attitude that I had going in. And, and I think when you talk about stepping up and, and taking on that leadership role, I, I think that's a really good way to, to come at it, you know, is, is like, man, like, I'm a man on a mission or a woman on a mission. Like I have, I'm getting, going to get things done and, and by golly, no one better. I never say that. I don't know why I just did. Nobody better stand in my way. And, uh, and I want to actually give a shout out to Jeff because I've been able to see the amazing work that he's been doing. And I know yes. even if he doesn't, that that's the attitude he has taken because he has lofty goals for my, my school and all the schools in our district. And, um, he might have only been on the, this job for a couple of weeks, but he's already getting things done. And, and I think that's an amazing attitude. So I want to I want to tell people uh, to be like Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 45 is all I'm saying. OK, so. <laughs> there you go. Dan, you, still got, you still have opportunities to once you get there. I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I have 10 more years, Dan, I think. Right. That's how the numbers work. Um, Dan, you, you happen to be a podcaster. Tell us a little bit about some of the work that you're doing. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you have a new show, don't you? Yeah, it's a, a show within a show, but I'll get there in a minute. So uh, the real podcast, the brand is called Leader of Learning. And, and I really love the fact that we've gotten so much in this conversation to talk about how anyone, regardless of what role they're in or what title they have, can be a leader. That's what I'm all about on the Leader of Learning podcast. And, and I end every episode saying, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning. And, and I, I truly mean that. Uh, and, and so I'm glad that we've talked all about that today. But the show's been around now a little bit over three years. I have 80 plus interview episodes. And like you said, we just started this show within a show. It's actually a, a monthly series that I do with my co-host, Rochelle Denae Poth. You probably know her. She is also a big name in, term, in, in education and also educational technology. And, and basically, we uh, tackle trending topics in education every single month. And we come at it a little bit differently. We, we pull in some research because um, I know that there are people out there in education land, in, in the Twitter sphere, who say uh, you know, that, that they're starting to push back a little bit on the quote unquote edgy celebrities. And, and I think the reason for that is because sometimes it doesn't seem like their thoughts and opinions are really backed by sound research and, and real um, you know, hard evidence. And so uh, I didn't want it to be just me and Rochelle just talking about what, what our thoughts and feelings are, but really what is going on 
and why is it happening and what does the research show? And so we've done two of those shows now. And actually our, our last one that came out uh, in, in this month in September, September 15th, it's, it's always the middle of the month. Uh, it was all about educational technology and I thought it was a really great episode. And obviously it aligns with what, what we're doing here on the uh, Ask the Tech Coach. So I appreciate you going and listening to that. It's a great episode. It's a great show and continued success for all of that stuff. And Sue, you know, it is this time to be finding these new ways of doing professional development. We are also not only doing this show every single Monday called Ask the Tech Coach, but we also are now dropping a brand new show called Tech Coach Weekly, which you can find over at live.beluga.org, part of the Beluga network of uh, of media content creators and, uh, you know, I think anybody that's interested in learning about digital citizenship might want to check that stuff out. So we're going to be talking all about that this week, aren't we? Yes, very much. We're excited about our conversation and um, these Beluga shows that are just starting to drop. Just short little snippets, quick tech tips, ideas, just ways that you can help your teachers help help. And as a coach, help your teachers. So we will be bringing that to you every single week. We'll make sure that all of the links and stuff are over in our show notes. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 110. Dan, one last time, where can we learn about the great things that you're going to be doing this year? Appreciate it. Uh, everything about the, the podcast and the show within a show can be found at leaderoflearning.com. And uh, I'm on pretty much all the socials. And the best way to find me is uh, on there at Dr. Underscore Krinus, K-R-E-I-N-E-S-S. And Sue, what are we, where can we find all the great stuff that you're doing? I'm at SV314DWS, and my website is techimaginations.net. Excellent. If you, of course, you can find out all the great stuff over at askthetechcoach.com. Find us on Twitter over at Ask the Tech Coach, And don't forget, we have that second show happening, Tech Coach Weekly, every single week over on Beluga. And you can find us all over our social medias sharing this stuff out. Let us know that you're there. And again, go to teachercast.net slash form. For Tech Coach Network form. We would love to have you guys be a part of our weekly Tech Coach Networks. And that wraps up episode number 110 of Ask the Tech Coach. On behalf of Susan and Dan, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.